It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, everyone. Just some quick notes before we start this episode. So after I edited and enhanced this episode's audio, some background noise and tick sounds that weren't audible while recording or editing the episode appeared. So I edited the episode again, and there's still some background noise and some tick sounds here and there. I hope it won't take away from your enjoyment of the episode. It is very funny. I laughed a lot. You'll hear it in a minute. In the show notes, there are hot links to both of Lisa and Jan's websites, plus Jan's Instagram account. As always, you'll find hot links to the Comedy Quiz's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts. Lastly, if you do enjoy the show, please do give us a rating and or review. It'd really help if you gave us a rating. Just wherever you're listening to this from, there should be an option to rate it. So please do. Please rate us highly. Uh, If you want to listen to more episodes or subscribe, there's also a hot link to do that on your platform of choice. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome to the Comedy Quiz Podcast. Two comedians go tete-a-tete in a game of fact or fiction. And now let's welcome the biggest tet of them all, Quizmaster David Shore. Thank you, Shuley Cowan. As I've said before, I have been called worse by you. Yes, by you, Shuley Cowan. It's so nice to be here on the Comedy Quiz Fact or Fiction. Today's contestants are literally two of my favorite people, and they're also literally, they're literal, these are literal people. They're two of the best improvisers in the world. Let's meet them first. She's an award-winning improviser, actor, and writer, an alumna of the Second City Main Stage. Her acting credits include Mean Girls, Kim's Convenience, and Baroness Von Sketch Show. Writing credits include Sunnyside, Next Step, and Because News... Please say hello to Jan Caruana. Hello, Jan. Hi. So nice to be here, David. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And she is an award-winning improviser, actor, and teacher. She has literally, more literal things for people, she has literally taught improv all over the world. She was a regular on the nightly televised TV show Train 48, where she portrayed Brenda. Other film and TV credits include... Murdoch Mysteries, American Gods, and Private Eyes. Please welcome Lisa Merchant. Hello, Lisa. Hello, David. I am literally excited to be here. (laughs) This might be the most literal episode we've ever done. Please don't send letters about me or us using the word literal, uh, literally wrong. And I will try not to say that word anymore during this episode. But uh, thank you so much uh, for both being here. Just so everyone knows, you know, the three of us spent, uh, we hung out, yes, it was yesterday, mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen Jan in, in the flesh in two years, so that was nice. Yep. Lisa and I saw a year ago, but it seems like two years, Lisa, I have to say. It, oh, yeah, yeah. So that was fun, and today is bonus time, and you all get to spend it with us. And let me explain the way the comedy quiz works. I'm going to read a statement. And then each of our contestants will have to decide if that statement is a fact or if it's fiction. Please feel free to play along at home. And our main topic today is Academy Award-winning actor Sidney Poitier. 
Yeah, that's right. Sidney Poitier. Yeah. Are you both fans of uh, Sidney Poitier, of his films? Of course. Absolutely. In an in, in a indirect way, he really guided me through some rough times as a youngster. Did he? Is that, yes. is that real? No, that is 100% real. Oh, wow. Lisa, okay. are you, you going to start singing to Sir with Love? <laughs> um, you know, I think that is the only movie of his I haven't seen. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was looking for it recently, and uh, I don't know. I still haven't found it or whatever. Anyways, I'm going to – that's one that I'm looking forward to. It's a classic. It's definitely worth seeing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But let's let's start the game. Here is our first statement. While Sidney Poitier's parents lived and worked in the Bahamas, he was a dual U.S. and Bahamian citizen – as he was born in Miami while his parents were there on a business trip. Fact or fiction? Jan Caruana, why don't we start with you? Uh, I'm going to say fact, David, because it feels like maybe at that time for him to work in America, it would have been easier if he were a dual citizen than having to emigrate to America. I don't know why. I have no historical <laughs> uh, reference to back that up, but I'm I'm going to say that's a fact. All right, so Jan says it's a fact. Lisa, what about you? Oh, it's absolute fiction, hundred <laughs> um, percent. His parents uh, were, were uh, in the Bahamas; they weren't in the in the states. And he had a chance to to do some work, not in acting, right? He didn't start out in acting, and so he <laughs> he worked his way like to Miami and whatever. And then it was once he was there, then, and he got, he got sort of recognized by somebody saying, you should be an actor. Like you're incredibly handsome (laughs) man. And he was incredibly eloquent. And so that was the beginning of his career. All right. Hmm. Well, Lisa says it is fiction. Jan says it's a fact. Let's find out. It's a fact. (gasps) Oh yes, that's right. It is a fact. Sidney Poitier's parents owned a farm and would travel to Miami to sell tomatoes and other produce to wholesalers. He was born three months premature, so he wasn't expected when they went on the trip. And because he was so premature, he wasn't even expected to survive, but his parents stayed in Miami for three months to nurse him to health. Wow. I, I really think, get uh, it that's done. false news. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Lisa. but I bet you I have a few people thought, Oh, I totally thought it was fiction. Yeah, I bet you're right. Well, right? Yeah, that's why that's why it's a statement in this game. So Jan I takes it. an early lead. You bought Lisa's exp- explanation. I bought Jan? Lisa's story. I was like, oh, she must know this for sure. Because <laughs> Sidney Poitier influenced her life as a child. Yeah, it's true. Not enough that I knew that, but <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to our next statement. Sidney Poitier moved to New York City as a teenager and only turned to acting after failing to land a gig with the Duke Ellington Orchestra. Fact or fiction? Lisa Merchant, let's start with you this time. Absolute fiction. The man is notoriously known for being not musical. So that would be ridiculous that uh, that he was going to have a career in music. He, again, I stick to it, was recognized as as somebody and encouraged because on first glance, it's like you could be a model and that got him into acting. All right. So Lisa says it's a fact. Jan, what about you? Fact. No, fiction. fiction. Oh, sorry. Lisa says it's fiction. You're right. Sorry. I say it's it's fiction. fiction. All right. So Lisa says it's a fact. Jan, what do you say? I'm kidding. Lisa says it's fiction. (laughs) 
I forgot oh, the question. Gaslight. No, that's okay. I I also think it's fiction mm-hmm. because I think I read somewhere that Duke Ellington actually begged Sidney Poitier to like <laughs> be in his, you know, in his crew. And Sidney was like, no, no, I'm I am destined for the stage. All right. So you're saying it is fiction. You're both saying it's fiction. Let's find out. It's fiction. Yeah, a score a point ah. for, for both of you. You are correct. It is fiction. At least you are right. Uh, yeah. Poitier yeah, is notoriously, he is he is tone deaf. So he's never oh. been in anything musical. Yeah, so there you go. Let's move on to our next statement. Although he was tone deaf, Poitier was nominated for two Grammy Awards, winning one in 2001. Fact or fiction? Jane, let's start with you. Well, the Grammys, right? This mm-hmm. is a Grammys question. I'm going to say it's a fact because you can win a Grammy for more than just singing. He could have won, won it for like an audio book or he could have won it for like uh, some sort of spoken word thing. So I'm going to say fact. All right. So Jan says fact. Lisa, what about you? Yeah, absolutely. Fact. And to hop on what Jan was saying with regards to spoken word, because he was an, uh, he was very well known as being a civil rights activist. And I have no doubt that he was, uh, did some sort of spoken word or some sort of recording in relation to, to civil rights. Okay. So you're both saying it is a fact. Let's find out. It's a fact. That's right. It is a fact. It is a fact. He was nominated for two Grammy Awards. He won for Best Spoken Word Album, which basically is an audiobook. It was for the book, The Measure of a Man, which was his second autobiography. So, Lisa, you are correct a lot, but for the wrong reasons, I'd like to point out. Which is a trend. It's a trend on the show. Yeah, you'll take it. Well, anyone will take it. A win is a win. That's right. It doesn't matter how you get it, right? No, it does not. All right, let's move on to our next statement. Poitier once served as Bahamian ambassador to Japan. Fact or fiction? Lisa Merchant, let's start with you. I am going to say that is a fact. I have uh, no knowledge or basis for this, <laughs> but it simply feels like this, in fact, would be true. And he, he, like, he carried, he carried himself so he was so dignified. Like you go, that is a president right there. That <laughs> is a. So I have no doubt uh, the Japanese recognized that and said, "Hey, come on over." Well, it would have been the, the government of the Bahamas, but that's... <laughs> but I, Japan was right there going, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so Lisa said it's a fact. Jam, what about you? You know, I would also like to say it's a fact, but since we've had two facts in a row, I'm going to say it's fiction. I'm going to say that he probably was the ambassador for the Bahamas, uh, but maybe not to Japan. I'm just, I'm basically playing a numbers game here. All right. Jan is playing the numbers. I like Lisa it, is Lisa is banking on the poise and stature of Sidney <laughs> Poitier. Right. Let's find out if he was ambassador to Japan. It's a fact. <gasps> it Nailed is a it, fact. Lisa. Sidney Poitier was the ambassador for the Bahamas to Japan from 1997 to 2007. Oh, wow. So he had a, you know. Fascinating. Yeah, did for quite a long time. And our last statement of this round 
comes back to that statement. Poitier stepped down as ambassador to Japan as he could no longer live in Japan for six weeks a year. Fact or fiction? Jan, we'll start with you this time. When, when did he step down, David? In 2007. 2007. He only died just recently. I'm going to say fact. All right. So Simply because... Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say it's a fact. I think living in Japan six weeks out of the year would take a real bite out of your life. Hmm. Okay. Don't you think? I don't know. I didn't really think about it. So I don't know. I never, I never <laughs> think about it, David. You could be called to be to be like <laughs> the ambassador to like to Japan, and then you'd have to live there. Yeah. But six weeks out of the year, that doesn't. Six weeks. I'm down for it. I got. I'm my schedule's free, so I'm. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm really that's okay right. with it. I can podcast from anywhere. Okay, so Jan, you say it's. Uh, sorry, you said it's fiction. Or you said it's fact. No, it's she fact. says fact. You said fact, right? Sorry. Yeah. You said it's a fact, and Lisa, what about you? Fact or fiction? Then I have to go uh, with fiction. Mm-hmm. Simply because I don't think that was the reason. He may have had to step down, but I don't think it was because, oh, six weeks of the year he's got to go to Japan. Because if he was recording anything or doing anything, he could have done it from there, or they would have had a stuff for him to do while he was there, right? Like uh, as far as any kind of acting or promotion stuff, you know, like whatever. Wheaties, Japanese Wheaties. He could have gone. <laughs> oh, they're great. So I think it's I think it's fiction as to the reason he may have stepped down, but that wasn't the reason. All right. So Lisa says it's fiction. Jan says it's a fact. Let's find out. It's fiction. That's right. It is one hundred percent fiction. It's something I completely made up. He never lived in Japan at all. As wow. the Bahamas does not even have an embassy in Japan. It's a small country. And, and Poitier uh, had been to Japan a few times uh, in his career, so was appointed ambassador in that sense. And he was there sometimes. That was, was really, really not. That's a real good one, David. Yeah. You right. got me, Dave. I yeah. got you, Jan. That was the plan, Jan. Jan! <laughs> All right, what let's see. Schmuck. At the end. Yeah, that's me. I'm sure. No, that's me. At the Oh, it's you. Okay. At the end of round one, Lisa has a lead, but it's a slight lead. She's winning by four to three. So still plenty of game to come, Jan Caruana. But this is the time of the show when we get to meet our contestants a little bit. Now, Jan, you have a uh, baking a food blog called Two Little Sandwiches. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, David. It's uh, basically an Instagram account where I post uh, things that I bake or cook and just little musings about food and everyday life. And like, you know, like, why is a pickle like the, a great boss at work? You know, like those kinds of things. <laughs> I thought, you know, you get, you put out because there's also you can sign up for a newsletter, right? Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, I subscribe uh, to the newsletter. And you put out something a couple months ago and we talked about it where it was like, hey, if you want to give something a try, do it. And if you don't like it or like, this isn't for me, just quit. And I thought, it's, yeah. what great advice. Instead of you guys stick it through, it's like, no, I hate this. I don't want to do it. No, life, life's too short. Like we should all embrace the, the, qual- like the amazing quality of quitting something that you don't like. Because if you're trapped in something that you hate, how are you going to find the thing that you love? Just quit. That, well, there's a lot of wisdom in that, Jen, I have to say. Right? So it's, it's uh, two little sandwiches at... On Instagram, that's what it's called? On Instagram, yeah. T-W-O as in the number two little sandwiches. All right, so check that out. And Lisa, you were part of a legendary troupe in Toronto called The Chumps. And you used to do a show called, it was Star Trek Live? Was that was the show? 
It was Star Trek Live. That is right. That is fact. That is fact. How long did that show? <laughs> how long did that show run? Um. Oh boy, I'm gonna say three years, four, five. I don't know. It was a. It was a while. <laughs> I can't really remember because it's know, fiction. During during the run, it was a long run. Did any of the uh, actual Star Trek actors uh, who maybe were in town come and see the show? Yes, absolutely. Because we would uh, we would periodically get uh, a letter from uh, Gene Roddenberry saying, "I want my money," (laughs) and uh, because we were doing this, uh, we were doing Star Trek, and they were worried, so we Paramount visit us. Uh, But also when you know, they would have those those Comic-Con kind of things mm-hmm. out at the Constellation Hotel at the airport. All of a sudden, right, John Colicos would be, the original Klingon would... Um, yeah, the very uh, would, first Klingon, he was core. That, that's right. And and he came down one night and, and sat and watched it, was, you know, very nice and, uh, and kind about it. And then uh, Walter Koenig was in town and we got a message to him to invite him to see the show because at that time we were doing um, one episode at eight o'clock a different episode at 10 o'clock, and then we would do a uh, Klingon episode or something at midnight. Oh. And so he came down. So he spent his whole day doing, you know, his fans and all that. And he came down at midnight to watch our uh, episode. And it was an episode that really featured him where he had the little worm come out of his ear at the end. Oh, that's and was, the movie. You did the Wrath of Khan. Yeah, we did the Wrath of Khan. That's oh, right. Wow. That's what it was. Yeah, because wow. we would do Space yeah. Seed. We did Space Seed and then mm-hmm. Wrath of Khan. And so he's like, ah, screaming <laughs> as this thing. And then at the end of the show, he gave us a little replica of the little bug that crawled out of his <gasps> ear. Oh my God, oh, that wow. is so cool and also gross because I remember that from the film. It was frightening. That thing it was that frightening. I think here. Warren Wilson may still have it. I'm not sure who's got it. That's cool. And just for people who don't know, that's Mr. Chekhov we're talking. He played yes. uh, Warren Hart, he played Mr. Chekhov yeah. on the original series and the original series movie. So that, yeah. that is super cool. But guess what, everybody? It's time. Contestants, start your engines. It's time for the speed round. That's right. It is time for the speed round. And Jan, since you're behind, uh, you get to go first and you get to choose between our two speed round topics, which are beer and Hawaii. Oh, wow. I'm going to take beer, David. All right. Because I don't, I don't know anything about beer, but I know even less about Hawaii. All right. Well, that's a wise choice. Well, we'll see if it's a wise we'll choice. See. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Jan, your speed round topic is beer. Here's your first statement. Per capita, Germany consumes the most beer annually. Fact or fiction? I'm going to say fact because they drink it with breakfast. (laughs) They do drink a lot of beer, but it is fiction, Jan. Per capita, the Czech Republic drinks the most beer in the world. Okay. Let's move on to your next statement. Beer was illegal in Iceland until 1989. Fact or fiction? Uh, I'm going to say that's a fact because they probably just had warm drinks. <laughs> I like I like the logic. I don't know if that's why, but it is a fact. Beer was illegal in Iceland until 1989. Your next statement. Austria's Starkenberger Brewery has a pool full of beer that you can swim in. Fact or fiction? Fact, mostly because that's just wishful thinking. I think that'd be so fun. 
Well, you could find out, Jen, because it is a fact. It's a total thing that you can do. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, beer is said to be good for the... You know, I have a typo. What I what I typed was beer is said to be good for the skink, which is not a word. <laughs> but beer is good for the skin, and it also has a calming effect. But apparently, it costs a few hundred euros for two hours in the pool, so it was not a cheap swim. If you want to, it's also good for your hair. Yes, yes, yeah. true. All right, and Jan, uh, we're moving on to our next uh, statement. There was once a beer flood in London, England, that killed eight people. Fact or fiction? I'm going to say fiction because. I feel like if there was a beer flood in London, England, it would not last long because everybody would drink it from the streets. <laughs> uh, well, that's possible, but it is a fact, Jane. It did happen. It happened in 1812, and unfortunately, eight people did die. So there's a hilarious topic. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel bad for making that joke. I really didn't think that out when putting this as a question. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of times passed. I think it's you're true. Okay. It's been yeah. well over 100. Yeah. I think we're okay. All right. And our last statement, Jan, and, uh, for you in this round, it relates back to the statement we just had. The Horseshoe Brewery, where the flood originated, went bankrupt soon afterwards. Fact or fiction? I would say fact. You're saying fact. I'm sorry, Jan. It's fiction. They actually avoided bankruptcy after they received a tax rebate for their lost beer. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Yes, maybe the craziest fucking thing I've ever heard. But yeah. That's, 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 that's okay. That. Okay. So, Lisa, your yes. topic is surfing. And here's your first statement. Oh, I surfing. don't get a choice? No, you don't get a choice because there's only one set of questions for each. Oh, each I was all excited. I thought it was Hawaii. I was like, bring it. Okay, no, you are Hawaii. Huh? Oh, is that what Hawaii is? Surfing? Yeah. Did I say that the topic is surfing or Hawaii? You said oh, Hawaii. surfing. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, the, the first question is sorry. The first question is about surfing. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, Hawaii. Bring it. I bring it. Okay. So, uh, surfing was invented in Hawaii. Fact or fiction? That is fiction. I think we we all would think like, yeah, Hawaii because that's where the big waves are, the big Kahuna, whatever. And um, <laughs> but it's it's actually somewhere else where it was. You know, there was pathetic waves, but someone just was bored. Well, I'm sorry, Lisa, it is a fact. It was invented in the state of Hawaii. Oh, all right. Okay. Your next statement. Hawaii is the only U.S. state with two official languages, fact or fiction? Two official languages. Well, I'm, I'm going to say fact, that it is. It'd be right. Polynesian and uh, English. I'm not sure what the second language is, but you are correctly said it is a fact. They have two official languages Hmm. and they are the only state with two official languages. Hmm. Your next statement, Hawaii is rabies free, fact or fiction? That is fact. Uh, I was there and I did not get rabies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, there. You know, it's what do you it's what do you see when you look out your door? You are right, Lisa. It is a I, fact. No, I tried. I I really tried <laughs> to get rabies, but I did not get rabies. So she did not. Okay, Lisa. One of the things I did not include in her intro is that you're known for getting rabies. So <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm you're... very rabies prone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, let's move on to our next statement in Hawaii. Uh, so, Lisa, it's common to have a pet gerbil in Hawaii. Fact or fiction? That is fiction. Just I don't I don't even have to have an excuse why. That's just dumb. <laughs> it is fiction. There are no gerbils in Hawaii and it's actually illegal to own them. Cuz that's too close like a rat and they don't want rats. Like forget it. Yeah, invasive gerbils. species. 
Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And Very again, true. people that we met, there was nobody had gerbils. <laughs> <laughs> and I and think Lisa, I would have. Lisa often goes on holidays where she asks people, but by the way, do you have like any rodent pets? Like a, That's a, right. Do you have a yeah. lizard, a snake, a gerbil? <laughs> gerbil. Spider? You got a pet spider? <laughs> spider, uh, a magpie. Magpies are my favorite <laughs> pets. All right, Lisa, your last statement in the uh, topic of Hawaii. December sees the most tourists coming to visit Hawaii. Fact or fiction? Ooh, at first blush, I would say yes, but I guess January could really be a big time too, or February. Oof. I'm going to say fact. I'm going to say fact because people, holidays, a big getaway and they want to go somewhere warm, but it's like, you know, it's uh, everybody speaks English there, so it's easy for a nice warm vacation. All right, so Lisa says, it's fact. I'm sorry, Lisa, it's fiction. The most oh. popular time to go to Hawaii for uh, tourists is June, which is not June? something June? Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that is. Yes. No, that's craziness. <laughs> it is a little bit crazy. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's total up the scores and oh. find out. Who's the winner? Well, ah. the winner is, by a score of seven to five, Lisa Merchant. Well, you won this today, and your prize is oh no, nothing. <laughs> well, <laughs> <hopefully> nothing. <laughs> That's true. Pressure. Yeah, there's no pressure. <laughs> and guess what, everybody? That is the end of the show. Yay! 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 I literally yeah, I- had fun. <laughs> I'm glad of you literally had fun. That is the end of the show, everybody. I'd like to thank our contestants, Jane Caruana and Lisa Merchant. Follow Jan's food blog, Two Little Sandwiches on Instagram. That's two T-W-O uh, little sandwiches on Instagram. And uh, Lisa Merchant has a website, lisamerchant.com. Check it out for all your Lisa Merchant needs. If you like today's show, please give us a review and hit subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Comedy Quiz Pod. My name is David Shore. On behalf of Shuli Cowan and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody! Bye! Oh, they're blowing you kisses, everyone. Enjoy them. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.